0: When you Angie that, download the free Angie Mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's ANGI.com.
1: Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic shoes at ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com specialoffer. Hey, Kelcats! Welcome back to another episode of Intoxicated. I'm your host, Kelsey Davies, and I'm here with a very special guest. We got here my dad, my father, Outdoors PD, Perry Davies, guys, he's here.
2: Outdoors PD here, you are absolutely lucky, and so is Kelsey. To be in my presence today
1: is that your intro for every time you're on this podcast <laughs> yes <laughs> that should be your intro for like your youtube videos that is
2: my life intro
1: yeah that's my dad's life intro you guys wanted him back so i brought him back so thank you dad for joining us on the podcast Woo-hoo! he gets to experience the new equipment that we have all right dad what is your intoxicated choice of the night
2: i had some Vodka and uh, I don't know what we smoked, but whatever it was.
1: We had some Alien Labs. We had, um, I am also super high. That is also my intoxicated choice of the night is Alien Labs Xeno premium indoor flower. Xeno is 35% cannabinoids, 30% THC. Um, and it's, I don't know why I'm reading it. I, I'm trying it's to figure out what strain it is. Flour. I think it's a hybrid or something. I don't really buy a lot of sativas cause they do get me a little bit anxious, but like hybrids are a good middle ground. How do you feel on it? You like it? He's also drinking a truly, a pineapple lemonade, hard seltzer. Truly guys. Oh, <sighs> Refreshes like... like no other. Yeah, yeah. This sounded like my um, little, <gasps> ah, that the thingy I, I grabbed from Imagine Dragons. Mm. That's the first thing I thought of. I was like, what's a yeah. good weed sound? There it is. It's right there. <laughs> <gasps> yeah. ah, it's like the best one, you know, like mm-hmm. it totally fits. It just fits it you on know, this podcast. You change
2: the end to like.
1: <clears throat> oh, like a little cough at would, the end.
2: Yeah, like that. <clears throat> ah.
1: <clears throat> Oh, I see what you mean. I thought you meant (gasps) and then like, like... I thought it would be like too much, you know, I didn't want to make it like too extra. Like, I just wanted to make it like a little, like just a little, you know, a little mm, magic. Right. Yeah. Wow. Exactly. Yeah. Me too. we are leaving for Japan tomorrow, guys. Tomorrow, tomorrow as we're recording tomorrow. this podcast, um, as I'm posting this podcast, we are currently in Japan. Don't know where we're at right now, but we're having a great old time, guys. So I'm really excited. Um, we're
2: not going to be high because
1: it's you illegal. can't bring in marijuana to that's Japan, why and
2: we are not even going to no, consider that.
1: No, that's why I decided to do this podcast the night before we leave so that we can be intoxicated. I guess we could have like sake. What yeah. is it out there? You know, we could have some alcohol they out have, there. They have
2: sake and then they have, oh, this is in Sapporo. They have this jar with a deadly snake in it that's been soaking in alcohol for like 50 years or whatever
1: like an actual snake
2: an actual deadly snake
1: that's crazy
2: so we're gonna make sure that we at least get a little sippy of that because one of my friends had it and he said it was a different kind of drunk
1: oh okay a different kind of drunk but weeds illegal makes so much sense right yeah (laughs) definitely makes sense um I'm not even going to get into that because you guys know my stance on it. You can do
2: shots of snake venom, but, uh, but don't uh, smoke.
1: The yeah, don't weed. smoke. A f- something that grows out of our earth that has been smoked for generations by Native Americans. And, you know, just, but but alcohol's okay. Alcohol's but, fine. <clears> but but we've we never killed anyone pretty much, you know, like, but alcohol, eh, I don't know. Yeah.
2: Yeah, we were told that. You go through customs, they, they talk check through and not to bring a
1: yes. Yeah, so, for my stoners out there, if you're going to Japan, be very careful with that stuff. I guess
2: it's a 17 day lockup before the judge even talks to you. That's what I read because I was just like, Damn, really? Like, we can't bring weed to Japan. That sucks. Yeah. We'll
1: yeah, no, we'll be all really right drunk. Yeah, <laughs> I have to take my peps at AC because I have the Asian glow from my mom's at uh, are they're, they're Chinese and Korean on that side of the family. And I got the best of that part of the Asian glow, which is being allergic to alcohol. So that's fun. <laughs> so you don't get to enjoy the luxury of like just enjoying alcohol which is why i smoke weed another reason i'm sorry
2: that you and your daughter or my uh, you and your sister let's start that again (laughs) sorry (laughs) that you and your sister did not inherit uh alcoholic gene from me
1: (laughs) (laughs) okay well we're gonna get into haunted japan Japan is so freaking haunted. There's so many things out there. Like when we went to Thailand, we experienced a lot of crazy just... Things that I've never, like, energy I've never even felt before. It was just old, ancient energy, and that whole bike accident and stuff was pretty crazy with the cave. If you guys want to listen to that, I do have it on my YouTube channel, an entire video. If you just type in, like, Kelsey Davies, Thailand, it'll probably come up.
2: It says, was she cursed or something?
1: I think it was, like cursed in thailand yes cursed in thailand is the video because i think she was i don't know it was was weird
2: and you predicted the whole thing and it happened and it was just so weird to go back and watch it on video yeah know that you knew it was gonna happen
1: yeah no it's creepy (laughs) creepy shit so i'm hoping she had
2: surgery and everything so she didn't just like wreck on a bike and scrape her knee or whatever. She was jacked up.
1: Yeah. That was pretty traumatizing, honestly. Like, so if you guys didn't see that, I did predict an entire bike accident and it was just like super, I think it was supernatural. Like, I I don't know. She explained it as if the bikes just started slipping and this was after we left the super haunted cave where this dark entity that I think was here before even humans, like this dark, just massive energy confronted me and I felt this pain in my right shoulder and I was just holding it, gripping it. I was like, my right shoulder like is on fire like it hurts.
2: Yeah. And then she didn't want to ride her bike because she said it was gonna crash. Yeah. So Noki, who's the girl we're talking about, rode her bike and hit a truck and completely separated
1: her shoulder. That was awful.
2: and hit it on the head, man!
1: <laughs> and not only did she
2: wreck the bike that I you wish wouldn't I didn't ride, but she uh, landed on the shoulder that you predicted. I know.
1: I thought it was gonna be me. Like that's why I, you know, even was like okay with her riding the bike because I it wasn't clear. I thought it was gonna be me crashing it. Maybe what if I crashed and died? What if it would have been worse because she was more experienced on them than me? Yeah, you know what I, I mean?
2: But it was crazy. It's still.
1: Yeah, it's still not good, but she's going to Japan with us. So you guys will Mm. see an update on her You guys get to see her healed shoulder and everything and she'll Mm. be better on this trip She'll be able to go without being in pain. That was really she She was was a trooper trooper.
2: (laughs) Holy shit! I I would have gone
1: home. There's no way I would have been done. That was it. That would have been my vacation.
2: They literally took her to the hospital my phone was dead, remember that? So yeah. I dropped Kelsey off and I'm like, I gotta go back to the hotel because we were only a couple miles away from the hotel. I'm like, I gotta. Oh, and I
1: made you put on that I helmet. Gotta,
2: I gotta charge up my phone for like 15 minutes so I can get GPS coordinates and find the hospital that they took her to because they took off without me.
1: And they didn't speak English, <laughs> so we so um, couldn't even. I was gonna speak ride with
2: them, but they just took off.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. So, uh,
2: so when I got to the, uh, the hotel and I was charging it up, she called me and was like, I'm in a cab coming back. And I was like, what?
1: They <laughs> stuck her in a cab. What do you mean you're in,
2: like, wait. And she said, it, she tried to explain it to me, but her English was really bad back then. And now it's pretty good. But yeah. um, she was just like, no good. You know? So, so I'm like, okay. So she shows up at the hotel and I see her down at the pool. Cause I'm looking down at the balcony waiting for her. So I go down, you know, to help her out and help her up to the hotel room and, and um, I'm like, all right, I'll, you know, like, change your bandages tomorrow or whatever, you know. And she pulls her shirt down, and it's still just fatty tissue. They didn't even wash her shoulder.
1: Yeah. Well, it's Thailand. Like, Their medical is not as She was like, oh, good. no, they take
2: picture and then send me away. <laughs> it <laughs> That's It wasn't awful. broken. And her collarbone is up here, and there's she's just got fatty tissue and blood and you know so i had to like clean her up which was not a big deal but i was just like damn they they just sent her
1: home that's just their medical care i
2: guess yeah. it's
1: pretty crazy it's like so
2: anyway she she survived i took care of her granted the the whole next day she was just in bed the whole
1: day yeah oh yeah
2: but the day after that we met up with you guys on the island and she was just like
1: Yeah, she was doing her thing. I had it on video freaking, too. She's just she there at her sling on didn't the boat.
2: Complain once, once, not once. I couldn't believe and I was in the room with her and she just was
1: like, Yeah she's just living her and life. I'm like,
2: damn man, that looks like I can't imagine... you know, anytime you hear something Tough lady, up here, tough lady. You know that pain always just radiates up into your brain whenever you do like a collarbone injury. Or, yeah. You know, and I know she I knew she was just she just,
1: She'll have a better time this time, though. You're taking her to Disneyland. Yeah,
2: she's gonna. She's never. She didn't even know what Disneyland was when I asked her. And I was like, "What?" I said, "Have you ever been to amusement park?" And no. She didn't know what that was. And so crazy. Did you ride on a roller coaster? She knew what that was, but she was like, "No." And I'm like, "Oh my god,
1: I gotta take." Yeah, you got to. We're She'll have so do. much fun. We're gonna
2: go to Disney Sea with Kelsey mm-hmm. and Drew. <laughs>
1: Um, okay, we're gonna go into ANA Flight 58. Mm. What flight are we flying?
2: What is it? NH 125.
1: What flight are we flying? Oh, ANA. Yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah. so We're flying. We know, are flying which this exact. Is my favorite airline.
1: It's crazy. It's really cool. I had like, they, I don't know, there was something that happened back in the day. I didn't even know about this. Like I was just looking for haunted places to go to in Japan. And the one that popped up was this memorial forest. It's like this whole forest that's super haunted. And a lot of people believe they are like, it's haunted by the victims of this flight who died and crashed in that spot. So like in the forest, I guess they crash. So that whole forest is said to be haunted by the victims of the plane crash, which is so crazy. Okay, so I'm going to go into it a little bit. So ANA flight 58 was a Japanese domestic flight from Sapporo to Tokyo, which we're going to Sapporo. To, we're taking that exact flight. Yeah. I think we're even flying ANA. I don't know. I think we're I literally remember. taking that Probably, flight. We were
2: flying a to, I don't remember. Which
1: is crazy. It. I didn't even know this. Like this just <laughs> happened. And I was like, oh my God, this fucking plane crashed. Like I've already been on a plane that caught on fire. Now it's fucking crashed. Oh Yeah. It was just nuts. So (laughs) I had a moment and I was like panicking a little bit, but let's read into it. So
2: better to burn out than fade away.
1: Oh. Yeah. I just I I wanna live. I do want to live. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So this flight was operated by ANA on the 30th of July 1971, 204 PM local time, a Japanese air self-defense force, an F-86. Sabre jet fighter,
2: yeah, F eighty six was standard issue for the United States and their allies, which Japan at that time was back in
1: in the seventies. Yeah, I
2: was back during Vietnam and stuff.
1: Yeah, I so- think they
2: even—I don't know—maybe somebody can correct this, but I think they even flew them in the Korean Korean War. So F eighty six was basically like a bottle of kerosene, really with a pilot on top and wings (laughs) if you look at the fighter it's just like a bottle of freaking
1: gasoline i didn't even know what that is (gasps) okay so it that jet fighter collided with the boeing 727 airliner operating the flight causing both the aircrafts to to crash all 162 people aboard the airliner were killed While the Sabre pilot, a trainee with the JASDF, freed himself from his airplane after the collision and parachuted to safety. Mm -hmm. But then all 100 people. Oh, that's just crazy. The incident led to the resignation of both the head of Japan's defense agency and JASDF chief of staff.
2: Well, you know, he I mean, I didn't read anything about it, but yeah. And I could be totally wrong, but you just got to think that you're driving a fighter. They're in a freaking airliner. It's probably your fault if you're driving the fighter. Yeah. It mean, must have been just
1: Not messing around. Not paying attention. No,
2: uh, he was probably, I don't know. I'd have to like. Yeah, read into it. it. I'm just going to assume that he was probably just playing around next to the airliner. And
1: yeah. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. So I'm staying in a hotel that is four minutes away from where this plane crashed. So I'm staying there and then we're going to go there. I guess none of the locals want to go there at night because of the spirits. The spirit activity is just so intense. You think about it. There's all these restless souls maybe we will be or I'll be able to help some of them cross over I don't know, maybe I'll be able to help like some of them realize what's going on. Cause like to be lost and just die in such a tragic incident on a plane, I feel like that's like a horrible way because you're on your way somewhere, you're excited to go somewhere, you're, I don't know. And then you just like mid flight, it's just, everything's gone. It just has to be confusing. Like when you are on the other side, it has to be so confusing what just happened. I was just on my way, To this place and now what what now
2: I would imagine that probably most of the spirits that are floating around were left behind by some type of violent ending you know something like that where they didn't have time to um, prepare yeah mentally prepare you know whatever you gotta do like a lot of people succumb you know if you've got cancer at the end you you're finally at peace with yourself, you know? Right. Uh, I'm not speaking from experience, but just from
1: yeah, what yeah. I've
2: witnessed at least. And I would think that in an instance like this, when you're violently thrown into some to an ending, that your brain is still trying to wrap itself around while right. it's happening.
1: That's the that energy at the when end. When you
2: die, that energy is just left festering.
1: So. right so i i really hope that maybe some of them can come forward i can help some of them um there's there's a lot of places like that though there's a lot of tragic places in japan specifically forests another one is the um i don't know if i'm saying this right akogi gahara suicide forest which yeah, is
2: i think they just call it the suicide
1: forest yeah it's i think it's in in a Kogi, I think it's technically called the, the Kogi Kahara Forest, but It's like
2: the base of Mount Fuji, isn't it? Yeah. It's, or close to Fuji.
1: But it has as many as a hundred um, suicide victims every year. In this forest like oh, for man. decades and de- centuries maybe this forest has been just the place which is so interesting because a lot of japanese they have rituals when it comes to like unaliving themselves there were like rituals like uh seppuku right is that that's like that ritual they yeah. do they they grab a sword they die in like an honorary way it's like an an honor right? It's like they die with honor. Yeah. Even if they want to it end Looks horrible, but yeah. Yeah. It's just like the Japanese tradition. Like that's just what it's been is like a ritual. So this forest being known for what it is, is like a ritual. Like people would go there to do that. Okay. I'm not going to do it here. That's disrespectful. That's not that like this signifies my honor and going out in a way that all these other people have gone.
2: Yeah. I mean, what a I mean, that's a, just, it seems like an incredibly sad place.
1: Yeah, no, it's really awful. So it says, for some visitors, this forest is a place of unbridled beauty and serenity. Hikers look for a challenge that can wade through dense, wait, this person wrote weird. Hikers looking for a challenge can wade through dense thickets of trees, knotted roots, and rocky ground to access the amazing views of Mount Fuji. Did I say that right? Mount Fuji. <laughs> I'm like so bad at pronouncing this. Ah! Okay. School children sometimes visit on field trips to explore the region's famous ice caves. So this is a place that like people go, it's like a very well-known place that's respected. Um, but it's also a little eerie. The trees have grown so much closer together that visitors spend much of their time in semi-darkness. So all the trees just tr- kind of started covering all of the light. You know, so it is a dark place. It is like genuinely a dark place to go energy wise and, you know, without the sun. The gloom is relieved only by the occasional stream of sunlight from gaps in the treetops. What most people who come to Japan's suicide forest say they remember is the silence. Beneath fallen branches and decaying leaves, the forest floor is made of volcanic rock, cooled lava from Mount Fuji's massive eight hundred sixty four eruption eight sixty four eruption the stone is hard and porous full of tiny holes that eat the noise In the stillness visitors say every breath sounds like a roar it's a quiet solemn place and it has seen its share of quiet solemn people though reports have been deliberately obf- obfuscated <laughs> In recent years, it is estimated that as many people, as many as 100 people take their own lives in the forest every single year. Well, I year.
2: know they've had a few years where it was over 200, so...
1: In the 1960s, when the forest long-tangled history with suicide began, so it started in the 60s then, is when, like, a lot of things started happening. Isn't that around, like, no, that's not the Great Depression. What, what era was this? Oh,
2: Kelsey...
1: I'm like, I can't. I just cannot. I can't. I'm really high and I can't. I can't do it.
0: (laughs) Silence. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home. And then there's a version of it where you have someone help you. You watch them do it the right way and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. (laughs) I have fully or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot You're like 30 years away from the Great Depression. <laughs>
1: so when I met, I meant to do that one. <laughs> I know it's in the i know that's what i'm asking
2: the great depression was before and kind of during world war ii
1: yeah but i'm asking what era this was
2: please tell me you know when world war ii was yeah you can even it went on for years you can even hit any of those years please just tell me just like throw one of them out there the 20s no World War II. I'm really high. Oh my god!
1: I'm god, really help high.
2: Us all. Anyways, let's keep going.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> all right. So the forest. Back in the forest. <laughs> <laughs> or we, were, were we done in the forest? I don't even remember. I was
1: just going into. Okay, so it started in the '60s. That's around the time that people started going into the forest and doing what they needed to do. But later as it started building up, I think hikers and stuff started witnessing weird like things. They started finding bodies as well. Like a lot of people have found bodies out there. A lot of like YouTubers and stuff I've seen, you know, have found bodies. Like if you walk in there, you are, there's a percent chance, a high percent chance, I think that you might find something. And that's pretty scary to me. I like wanna go see the forest just to like, I don't know, just to see it, you know, out of curiosity. But, like, to walk inside of it and, like, I don't know if I could do it. I just don't know. It might be just too dark for me.
2: Yeah, it seems like a dark place. I mean, those people yeah. definitely deserve their peace.
1: Yeah, for sure. Rest
2: and their tranquility. And hopefully the place that they chose to unalive themselves gives them that. It seems like it's not really isolated to Japan though. Every country, even every state has like, like we have the suicide bridge um, down in uh, Mission Viejo.
1: No, Pasadena.
2: Oh, there's Pasadena? Yeah. Oh, okay. So there's a suicide bridge in Pasadena. Um, I know when I was working in um, New York, I was at the Syracuse Mall. I think it's, I don't remember what the name of the mall is, but um, evidently it was really popular for people to kill themselves in the mall and they jump off, like, the fourth floor at the atrium. Oh, my God. So they During a, a mall day? So they had a security guard on each floor when I was there. This was a long time ago, and I guess it's gotten worse now. Now it's blocked off. Uh, but they had a security guard on each floor, and that's how I found out. I asked one of the security guards, and he was like, yeah, this is, like, a suicide spot, you know.
1: Isn't that weird? So that, like it seems
2: to be, like, people are just... Gravitated towards energy-wise, certain area or something.
1: Because like, there's other people who do that other places, but why does it all start happening in one spot? Is what I want to know. Like that energy just attracts. the I don't know. I even feel like some people have maybe gone into the forest, were fine, and then felt that need because of the energy. Maybe they were affected by it so much that they were like, "Wow, I don't. I'm not in my right mind. I need to." you know, do this. That's what scares me too. Yeah. So you never know. Like when you go into places that are so haunted and have so much like dark energy like that or like sad energy, you feel it. You just experience it. Like, especially me, it's just like no other, you know, it's especially if you have psychic gifts or you feel things more than other people. If
2: you're feeling that way, make sure that you reach out to somebody, even if it's somebody that you don't know and communicate with them because there's a lot of people out there that can relate to you and help you through that. Yeah,
1: you're not alone. Just know that. Okay, I want to go into some other haunted places. There's the Whispering Tunnel in Inukain Pass Tunnel. Tunnels can be scary places even without the association of ghosts and ghouls. The dark and dingy structures are perfect for wrongdoings and that's what happened to a young girl a few decades ago. The girl was murdered and was never laid to rest peacefully and has been said to haunt the tunnel ever since what? making How it. Was she murdered? I don't know. Making it one of the most haunted places in Japan. A visitor to the tunnel will hear whispering and gibberish, but mostly hear the word stop.
2: Oh, we gotta go there. Stop.
1: Stop. Asking them to not to venture further ahead those who dare often feel a presence poking, shoving, prodding them, and it's what? unlikely that they will ever cross the length of the tunnel.
2: Damn. So you how can't even the,
1: cross the whole tunnel.
2: Does it say how long the tunnel is?
1: No, I'm not sure. That's pretty creepy though. I don't know where that is. Japan's really big. I wanted to go to Nagoro, the the village of dolls, but it's so South. Like that would be a whole other trip.
2: Yeah. I, I think that could probably easily spend 45 days in Japan just touring yeah. around
1: yeah it's big there's a lot to there's a lot of places like i want to go to some of these haunted places but they're so far apart from each other i had to get another flight just for like that one forest yeah. you know it's pretty crazy
2: but we are going to the ice festival
1: Yeah, Sapporo.
2: Yeah, so the Sapporo Ice Festival starts on February 4th, and then I think it ends on the 11th. So we arrive on the 4th, so we're there on, like, opening day. And I guess the amount of time that they put into these ice sculptures is off the charts. Well,
1: yeah, I I can only imagine. It's supposed
2: to be just ridiculous. Everybody I've talked to, like one of my buddies, my electrician back in Mammoth said that he could have spent – Couple weeks just in Sapporo. Right. That it's a really cool town. Yeah, it
1: looks really cool. I'm really excited. You guys will be able to see it all on my vlog. Like I'll have a long vlog just like I did in Thailand. I love doing these vlogs and just sharing what we do because we do so many. Things rather Uh, than just the paranormal stuff. Like there's a lot of cool stuff. We're
2: gonna go to Disney Sea.
1: Disney Sea, and I'm definitely, I definitely gotta freaking film that.
2: The adult version of Disney, I guess.
1: I don't know. I guess it's badass though. Yeah,
2: one of the ladies that I was doing a job for with my construction worked for Disney for 30 years, and she said, even if you're not a Disney person, you've got to go to Disney in Tokyo and make sure. That you go to Disney Sea, she said. It's just something you have to experience in life. It's just so animated and pristine, and like just such a mental. No, their technology
1: is like a lot better than ours. They have some technology that we do not have. So they have some crazy shit out there. Okay, let's go into moral dilemma. Are you ready?
0: Yeah,
1: go ahead. Okay. You are taking a very important exam to become a doctor. You are stumped by question number 14. You know that you knew the answer. At, you know that you knew the answer at one point, but it just isn't coming to you now. Do you A cheat by glancing at the person next to you? You are pretty sure you won't get caught and doctors look up stuff they don't know all the time. Or B, get the question wrong and risk not passing this very important test. This could be a career ending move. Think of all the stuff you bought on that line of credit.
2: Well well for me that's easy. I'm gonna just answer what I think it is. And if I don't get it right, then I don't get it right. And I have to go back and take the test a year later, then I gotta take the test a year later, but
1: yeah i'm not cheating i feel like i would i feel so guilty like i remember i tried cheating in like first grade and stuff some and, like,
2: people love cheating i they couldn't love lying, do it and they just get off on it
1: dude it literally eats me alive i've like i cannot lie it eats me alive <laughs> it's so bad i have so much anxiety around it like if i cheated i would like be so mortified with myself i would be so mad at myself I would, I would just have to, like with my own sanity, I would just need to do what I thought was right and do my own freaking answer, some even people, if it's wrong. Some
2: people feel better. I failed
1: a lot of a tests in high school. That's for fucking sure. Like they,
2: some people have to lie just to feel better. And normal oh, I've met
1: themselves. those people. I know it's actually so insane. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually insane. Like yeah. people are crazy. I don't get it, I don't get it. All right, next Okay. Um, <laughs> you are on a lovely camping trip with your family. You are start- startled awake in the middle of the night by a Sasquatch raiding your campsite. Do you have two children and a spouse? You figure that you can create a distraction by leaving one of your family members behind while the rest of your family escapes. Do you A, choose the ugly kid, or B, choose your spouse. It's a well, moral wouldn't... dilemma. You have to pick A or B.
2: Oh, really? Yep. I wouldn't do either. But exactly. I it's... would stand and take my punishment or whatever. Um, <laughs> well, I guess I'd have to leave the spouse because the kids are above and beyond everything.
1: Yeah, know? they just and, have a lot to but lose. I would too. literally- well, um, they both do.
2: I would literally just fight until I was dead and hopefully that was enough to get them to safety or whatever.
1: Yeah, yeah. I would definitely choose the ugly kid. Just kidding. <laughs> no, I would choose the spouse because, like, I know when I have kids, it's just gonna be my entire fucking world. Yeah, I mean, and that's the
2: unwritten rule, man. Well, you know. Like- and they
1: haven't lived their life. They haven't experienced as much life as the spouse would. So, like, like you know, I wouldn't pick either. But fuck, it's moral dilemma. You gotta pick one. So I mean.
2: I think everybody knows that when they get married. I mean, I think Kim knew that when we got married, if anything ever happened, it would be her and the kids first. You yeah. Know? And if we were walking across the street and I happened to have one hand holding you and one hand holding Kaylee, and I had to get out of the way of a truck, I'm not going to let go of your hands. I'm taking you guys off the street. Yeah. You know, and if Kim got hit, then... I think we knew that that's a, that's kind of an understanding that I believe all good parents have.
1: Yes. <laughs> there's some shit parents out there. Yeah, no, there's, <laughs> God damn.
2: There's a lot of really bad parents out there. You know, and the sad part is is there's no you don't have to go to school to be a parent. You just it's you just have you're a just kid a good and fucking then you just person. A and everybody just assumes that everybody's the best and they know what they're doing, but you know, just like any job, you gotta get trained and these people, yeah, no, there's some really bad parents out there.
1: Why? I don't get why people are just such shit. Like some people are just fucking assholes, but like just be a good fucking person. It's not that hard. It's really not that hard. I don't get it. I'm all on a tangent, I'm all mad. If you're a bad person, go change yourself. Change it. You can change now. You can change your hair and you can change your clothes. <laughs> okay. Ready? Last one. You are walking in the woods and come across an extraterrestrial being. It offers a choice. Do you a choose to be enlightened on the meaning of life or B choose to gain the knowledge necessary to provide a cure for all illnesses?
2: Ooh, that's tough
1: yeah so it's, it's a tough one
2: yeah i'm gonna have to go with the uh all enlightening knowledge of the universe yeah because i think with that knowledge i could help them to develop a cure for all illnesses but well, that's yeah. my
1: exact answer too literally
2: I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to be selfish on that one
1: yeah, it's not oh selfish God. though. to you choose your own
2: gratitude. But over if you knew the meaning, of the whole world? but the you truly,
1: you can help so many people. But if you truly knew the meaning of life and like knew it, and could help others know it, and could you could save lives, I think.
2: Listen, I, th- <laughs> I, th- I'm gonna talk here. All right, here we go. Because okay. I think that. We're in such a quagmire with trying to protect people and, and, and hope Giggity. that they and hope that they're raised the proper way and keep them all alive, but we've but we've completely ignored what's really happening right here. And that is people are fucking miserable. <laughs> There's a lot of really miserable people out there
1: here. There are. There are.
2: And we need to let things just shake out every once in a while you know, I mean I mean, having diseases and having famine and having all of the horrible things that happen to you in life are part of the growing process and the surviving process. And every time we take another thing away and away and away and we just keep pulling things away, now you don't have to worry about water. You can go to the freaking sink and get water you don't have to worry about your sewage you don't have to worry about transportation you don't have to worry about shit anymore we just keep pulling away so much stuff that that all that's gone now for these people which is normally part of your growing process it's just taken away and now we're just left with everybody just free rising instead of free falling they're just free rising into this oblivion of I don't know, they're just, people are just going fucking nuts, man. They're people so sensitive, and I mean, yeah. it's just ridiculous right now. Welcome back.
1: All right, we had a little break, little yeah. hiatus nice there. Advertisement. Had to you smoke to, some weed. You
2: guys got to watch an advertisement.
1: Yeah, there day. was an advertisement, maybe, right there. I want to go quickly into... Utsuro Boon Okay, it's hollow ship. I'm not even going to try. It's hollow ship. If I did Japanese very badly, I apologize. Okay. The ut- Utsuro Boon fun- <laughs> was an unknown object that allegedly washed ashore in 1803 in Hitachi province on the eastern coast of Japan. When defining Utsuro Boon, i think i got it i think that was it the boon meat part means boat okay so if we need a boat in japan remember boon
2: okay but wait what what, what okay hold what, on washed okay. on shore wait hold what?
1: on <laughs> well utsaro means empty or hollow so hollow okay it's just going into the name hold on okay but look at this picture so according to legend an attractive young woman Hmm? aged 18 looks like a
2: spaceship
1: exactly aged 18 to 20 years old arrived on a local beach aboard the hollow ship on february 22nd 1803. Fishermen brought her inland to investigate further, but the woman was unable to communicate in Japanese. So she didn't even speak Japanese, was not a native to the land.
2: I'm definitely interested.
1: She was very different from anyone else there. The fishermen then returned to her, returned her to her vessel. Wait, the fishermen then returned her and her vessel to the sea where it drifted away. Historians, ethnologists and uh, physicists such as Kazo Tanaka and Yanagita Kunayo. <laughs> <laughs> Yana Kunayo have evaluated the legend of the hollow boat as part of a long-standing tradition within Japanese folklore. Alternatively, certain UFOologists, UFOologists. Is that a thing? Okay. Have claimed that yeah. the story represents evidence for a close encounter with extraterrestrial life. Sure. So what do you think? Do you think it was just a lady on a ship that looks like a freaking spaceship? Or do you think that, um, she was, you know, not from this earth.
2: I think at this point, if you're in the denial of UFOs and their existence, then you're just fixated on, greater belief so you're having a hard time comprehending that but
1: the Pentagon literally released documents and saying UFOs (laughs) like these people aren't crazy guys UFOs are real I I've seen
2: them and I believe it yes
1: I've seen them too do you think like some people are able to see UFOs more than others
2: I'm not sure. I think just people that spend a lot of time outside looking up, eventually you're going to see something. I've talked to a couple Air Force pilots Yeah. that were friends of the uh, mutual families and they both were like, yeah, I mean, there's stuff up there. It's basically what they said without saying anything more.
1: So. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I don't know if I feel like they're allowed to say more, but sometimes they're really not allowed to they say are
2: anything now. But
1: they are now. Well, the Pentagon accurate. like said it, so now they're. But so the Pentagon the gave the us like little, little like oh here, yes, there's UFOs. They're giving us little tiny details, but they know so much more. They're not fucking gonna tell us. No. No, they're not gonna do it.
2: Well, it doesn't. I don't. I I firmly believe that. They are dishing it out very slowly. Yeah. Because... Because
1: we have to process. Yeah, like,
2: because most people are going to have a really hard time processing that. Yeah. And, and it could send a lot of organizations and groups into a tailspin.
1: Yeah, that's true.
2: You know, they just... It would, it would literally <laughs> throw... A wedge into everything that they've believed up until this point. Right. And force them to have to go back and reconfigure their beliefs. So they have to be careful. They have to walk lightly.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, with any, I don't know. I feel like, I hope one day they just come out and are like, Ghosts are like a thing, guys, ghosts are a thing, you know, because like, there's so many people who are just called crazy and all this stuff, like people who see UFOs and experience things were called crazy and all these horrible things. And then the Pentagon comes out. Oh yeah. They're, they're real. Everyone. uh, Oh, oh, maybe they're not crazy. Like (laughs) the CIA has like over 2 million recorded documents of psychics. Did you know that? Yeah. Yeah over 2 million recorded documents like with psychic gifts and they use psychics to spy on like other countries. The CIA used to like, or they still probably do. But then they're like, oh no, they're, it's not a thing, blah, blah, blah. But it's because of exactly what you just said. It's pretty crazy. I hope one day they're like, yo, ghosts are real. And then everyone's like, oh shit. Wow, I called that person crazy. Maybe they weren't fucking crazy. Goddamn.
2: Yeah, it's it's hard to get somebody who believes in something and they're so entrenched with their beliefs too.
1: But keep an open, open mind. Yeah. Just keep it open. Like believe what you want. Believe whatever you want, literally. But just keep your mind open. That's all I ask. It's not that much to ask people. Like just keep an open mind to other people and their beliefs. It's not hard. Okay. Well. Okay. Last time you were on here, we talked about the Big Bang Theory. What do? You, what else do you want to say about the Big Bang Theory?
0: Well, because I mean, you had
1: a lot to say last time, and I asked him. I was like, okay, what do you want to talk about this time? He's like, I want to go back into the Big Bang Theory and like where it all started. Why are you so curious about? Well, I'm. I'm not like. Not curious about it, but like what is so intriguing to you about all of it?
2: I just, I'm no Einstein and he did his due diligence and put forth his formulas and everything and basically mapped out the Big Bang theory. But I feel like because time has no beginning and no end, that even if there was a Big Bang, it was a speck of dust in what's going on in the actual universe. Um, I don't believe at all that the Big Bang was the beginning
1: of everything, of
2: everything or the universe at all. I think that if you took the Big Bang and multiplied it times infinity, that means there is no end, that those same circumstances would occur all over the universe because it's it's infinite. It goes on yeah. forever. So when you look at our solar system and then you back out and you see our galaxy, and then you back out further and you see the millions of galaxies Nebulas that are and, out there, yeah. they're traveling in different directions. So they've established that they are traveling different directions right. just in the last couple of years they're like okay they're traveling like this galaxy's going this way and this galaxy's you know like they're on different trajectories
1: so crazy so
2: the the notion that we all came from the same big bang experience doesn't make any sense because we should be traveling outwards or in the same direction in different directions so that means that there are other galaxies passing through so in my brain and again whatever this is worth um you've got our galaxy you've got a million galaxies when you pull back from those million galaxies it's a mega galaxy so it's a galaxy just like our galaxy except every star is replaced by another galaxy so it's just this mega galaxy and then when you pull back from that that little mega galaxy is part of like a helix string in space you know there's there's a billion mega galaxies and it just it just goes on forever and it's just so hard I can't even wrap my mind
1: around to it. To wrap
2: their minds I
1: around it. I can't. I literally don't have the the knowledge to, to wrap my mind if around it. was
2: that little helix galaxy that I was just talking about, which consists of billions of galaxies. And each galaxy consists of billions of stars. But then
1: people are like, we're the only ones that, here. Like, are that, you
2: joking? That one helix strain is part of an infinite Trillions. spider Not even, web. Yeah. Infinite. And then you zoom out of that spider web and there's more and it just, and then maybe that, maybe there's a hundred million of those spider webs and you zoom out even further and it, and it's just this giant super mega galaxy that everything is rotating around. And yeah. we don't know, you know, but I have a really hard time believing that there's an end to anything. You get to the end, then what happens, you know? Or the beginning. Okay, so there was a big bang. Well, that's human knowledge. What was before that? Right. There's always a before and there's always an after. We can't control time. Time is infinite. infinite. Time is infinite. That's all I have to say about that.
1: Oh, wow. All right. I don't even know what to say. I just wanted to go into how like our human brains literally cannot process anything other than what like you know, what we have as scientists. Because it's from human brains. So our knowledge, we're limited.
2: Because it's it's painful for some people to think about like they're
1: But we cannot we physically cannot think further. We cannot try
2: to process infinity and your mind actually has only what 80 90 years of infinity yeah so even our minds as hard as we try to process infinity are limited to how long we're alive
1: yeah So it's hard for us to even process that. But I think that other alien species, maybe they're more developed or more advanced. So they are able to think differently and are able to communicate differently. Like the way I communicate with spirits is almost telepathic. Like it's like a different way of communicating that we can't understand as humans because we're so used to this. But other people like it's so interesting. Like when I'm with a spirit, it's, it's not like they're like blah, 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 blah. Like (laughs) they'll do that, but it's like in a weird telepathic way. It's so, it's like a feeling it's emotions. It's like you share that energy and that connection. I feel like other species would be able to do that of like alien life forms. Yeah. You know, that's the best way I can explain it. And we will get into that in the next episode of Intoxicated. Thank you guys so much for watching and or listening. Make sure you guys check us out. We are on everywhere that you stream podcasts. We're also on YouTube, K-E-L-S-I-D-A-V-I-E-S. And yours is...
2: Outdoors PD and he's on gonna post YouTube. On it. Outdoors PD. Now, if you want to find me on TikTok and see some really good videos... It's Perry Davies.
1: Perry Davies, guys, you heard it here yep. first.
2: Please like and subscribe.
1: I'm trying to get to 2,000 subscribers. Oh, Yeah, you are. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> and, oh, I forgot how long that one was. Okay. <laughs> All right. We, <laughs> and I will catch you guys in the next episode. Stay woke, everyone.